Matt Marr will be here at 745. Father Michael Voidhofer joins us this morning, though. Talk about uh, series on the child during yes. the pro-life month. October is pro-life month, so this is the perfect thing to be talking about. During the month of October, we have Father Michael Voidhofer, um, Associate Pastor at St. Robert Bellarmine in Omaha, and Nikki Schaefer, Mother, and many other things, of course. <laughs> <laughs> we wear many hats as yes. moms. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we wanted to uh, go over for, uh, just for a couple minutes about what we talked about last week and why this topic is important yeah. to be talking about, especially during Pro-Life Month. Amen. Amen. And you know, just yesterday, you know, too, the the I was talking with Nikki, the readings yesterday at Mass, if you were listening. Was everyone listening? Well, oh, I was, Father. <laughs> <laughs> but the readings at Mass spoke about, Jesus reiterated twice. He said, children, how hard it is for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. And this is where, you know, we're, we're kind of coming in here. Because sometimes I think, we think that uh, the child, being child, like we can tune out. You know, just because we think like, well, we're not children, Father. You know, we're adults, we're out working, and, and we're driving to work, and you're talking about little kids and and I think people sometimes want to tune out, but what we need to realize is, you know, children, as we've been talking, are inviting us into the kingdom. And Nikki's going to review just a real quick review so that you can kind of, if you haven't listened, get uh, catch up to speed of where we are. And you can also listen online if, if you haven't um, heard the first two or three talks, you can listen online and, and capture this. But it's a, this has to do with you driving to work. It's It's this qualities and traits of a child that lead us into the kingdom of God. And the Holy Spirit helps us to rediscover, refine, you know, re, to, 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 to rediscover who we are in Christ. So I'm just going to pass it on to Nikki for a moment. Thank you, Father. Yes, we have been talking about particularly the scripture, Matthew 19, 14, which says that for it is to such as these that the kingdom of heaven belong to. And what Jesus is talking about, of course, is that young child that he held up to the disciples at that time. But more specifically, he is talking about the traits of the child. Those are the keys to the kingdom that, like Father was saying, we are all called to have in relationship to the Father. So let's review what those traits are. First of all, trust, right? We're all called to have that trust with the Father. Dependency. Humility vulnerability, you know, come as you are to the Father, simplicity, purity of heart, joy. Children have an amazing capacity for joy. The Father desires us to have that same capacity in our lives. Love. Children have an awesome capacity to love and to have awe and enthusiasm for our lives. The Father desires that for us as well. Children have an amazing ability to be present to the gifts around them and to be present in the moment. They're not rushing around all the time, right? They can touch a leaf. They can see your eyes. They can see the color. They are present in the moment. They take their time with things. They have an amazing ability to see truth or to see falsehood. They spot it, right? God desires that same thing for us. Children are honest with their emotions. I mean, I think about all the tantrums my little kids have had on the floor, right? That is what the Father desires for us. He desires for us to come honestly to him, spill out our emotions, the good, the bad, the ugly, all of the above. 
He desires our hearts. And children, you know, we've all heard a child is like a sponge. They soak up the world. We are all called to be like sponges. What does that mean? You know, we are all called to sit with the Father, to receive his love, to receive his goodness, to hold it, to ponder it, and then to pour it out. And here is what ha- is happening in our world. Because these child, the, the children and these childlike traits are the keys to the kingdom, the child is under attack, and these traits are under attack in all of us. Let's look at Ephesians 6, 10 through 12. Paul tells us, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. What does that say? That says that this world is a spiritual battle. It's a spiritual battle for souls to get to the kingdom. And if the children have the keys to the kingdom and those traits are the keys, they are under attack. Exactly. And that's, that's, that's where we're heading here is showing, you know, you're driving to work, for example. You know, what, what is these traits of a child, for example, uh, just, a, just a total brutal honesty that children have. You know, and, and I, I was talking with, with Nikki about this, and we were talking and discussing this, but so many of us aren't honest with what's really going on inside of us. And that's an important beginning in prayer, because if you can't be honest with what's going on inside of you, then how can we enter into prayer authentically? And then how can we really start to experience that communication with God? Because if we just kind of default to the, you know, well, it's just another day, I'm going, I'm driving... But deep inside, we, we, we are refusing to let the child be brutally honest and speak it out and just say, you know, I hate going to work this morning. You know, I hate getting up. I hate going into this place where I'm going <laughs> for whatever reason it be. But there's, an, uh, there's a giving oneself permission. See, this is, what, this is really what spiritual warfare is. It's, it's, it's not just succumbing to... The, the the world model or the worldly project but it's it's coming into the world with a sense of vigor and excitement and joy and a sense of no i'm not going to just lower myself every day into this pit of sorrow and oppression and i have to do this i have to do that whoa 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 is me i have to go through all these motions you know and and, and i'm tired and you know and and i'm being asked to do this at home or that at home and you know, again, all of this negativity and heaviness can just kind of start oppressing us on our way to work even, right off the bat. Yeah. And it's Monday morning, so I'm sure <laughs> you're all kind of at some level being in touch with this. That's where we're going right here. So, so we're talking about being a child isn't like you just looking out here, seeing all the children and saying, I'm going to flip around in the leaves and <laughs> click around, which is, I wouldn't say that's a bad thing, but... But we're talking about how does these traits, how are you being honest at work, for example? Mm-hmm. You know, where are you not being honest in your work? You know, where are you not being honest in, in your prayer? Where are you not being honest with uh, your wife or your husband? See, this is where, you know, really the rubber hits the road. It's really starting to be a, a, a part of not just something, well, that's nice to talk about the kids, but it shows you how we all struggle with these traits of the kingdom of God in our daily lives. You know, like I said, being honest. I hate going to work or I'm tired and I'm just like, I, I got to go in and listen to this, you know, stuff at work that I have no desire to listen to or be a part of right now. 
and that's where you got to start. That's where you are. So that anger isn't a bad thing. Maybe your anger is actually justified in that God in you, maybe the child in you is angry, the child Jesus in you is saying, yeah, you're right. I don't like that stuff either. But you have two choices. You can say, well, but that's me. I can't bring me into that. You know, I have to kind of factor me and Jesus out of my workplace. I can't really enter. And I think this is where we need to sometimes realize what Jesus said in the Bible about he did come to bring the sword. There's a scripture where he says he came to divide father against mother, mother against father. I mean, that's a pretty, like, oh, I thought the Lord was about, you know, communion and love and hugging and everyone saying, this is great. But Jesus is saying sometimes there's tension because of who I am. And because if you're going to be authentically honest about who you are as a child of God, you're going to create tension in the workplace at times. And again, we have two choices. We could enter into that as an opportunity to bring the kingdom of God, or we can just check out, if you will. And I think this is why a lot of, at least speaking from a man's point of view, this is why a lot of times after a hard day at work, you're exhausted. Well, I would ask the question, why are we so exhausted? Because probably we're tired of stuffing the, the, the childlike traits all day long. We're tired of not being honest. We're tired of not being real. We're tired of not sharing what's going on inside of us and, and being who we really are. And I, and I think that's where, again, the spiritual war is coming into play here. You know, we, we got to bring that to the table. You know, we got to ask the Lord, vulnerability, right? Being vulnerable in, in, a, in, a, in a marriage, you know? So challenge yourself to embrace the child in these moments, to be vulnerable. Because, you know, again, the, the, the frustration and the anger are a part of this. We have to allow it to come forth. Obviously, you don't go into work kicking and screaming and throwing punches <laughs> or anything, but... And like Father was saying, you know, when we are stuffing these traits, because, you know, this culture is not conducive to these traits. This culture is all about being goal-oriented, getting things done, pushing through. And so a lot of times in order to be in this culture, we feel like we have to stuff these traits. And when we do that, the result is we do feel exhausted. We feel depleted. On the flip side, though, on the flip side, when we when these traits are allowed to exist in us, no matter how full our day is, we typically, we feel energized. We feel energized because we are living out our true identity as a child of God. It lifts us up to the kingdom. It lifts our spirits up to the kingdom. Yeah, exactly. And like I said, you know, it's, it's, it's these traits that allow us to be who God made us to be. That's what we're talking about. Because the goal is to be saints, right? Amen. And, and to be saints, we need the grace and encouragement and the power of God's Spirit. So we got to call out to the Holy Spirit, you know, Holy Spirit, help me. And, you know, and this is kind of, it's getting you back to engaging into life rather than disengaging just because you've just kind of succumbed to the big worldly project and, and you, you don't believe you have the power to change it. Well, guess what? You don't have the power to change it. Neither do I. But Jesus who lives in us does. As it, what's the scripture say? He who is in us is greater than he who's in the world. So we have to claim that victory of Jesus in us. We have to really claim it um, and, and really go with it. Because again, when we disengage or we check out, 
what ends up happening? Well, when we come home, we're so tired from the whole day of disengaging and checking out that when we come home, we don't have any energy to give to the wife or kids or to my husband or whatever it be, to your family. So, so again, that you could see how the tactic of the enemy here is kind of like these subtle lies of it's too big of a problem, just let it keep going. You can't do anything about it. Well, you know, we just kind of we give up. It's, it's, it's a sense almost of it's a despair. Where's the hope? Where's the faith? You know, where's the power of love moving in that? So pay attention to that kind of lethargy or apathy that, that comes upon us sometimes in, 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 in our drive to work or even when you're getting up in the morning. We all need that kind of kick in the butt sometimes getting up. You know, like, go get them, you know? And, and it's not easy, again. And again, this is what Nikki was reading about Ephesians chapter 6, the whole spiritual warfare dimension. So think about that, you know, how we're entering into this battle and this war. And, you know, along with that, when you are checked out or disengaged and you feel that apathy or lethargy and you kind of start pulling away from engaging in life, what ends up happening is we start to see the enemy then throws up a lot of temptations in our path. Mm. You know, drink, you know, drinking too much. Yeah. Um, you know, wanting to play too much. <laughs> and, and we were talking, well, children do play, Father. And that's right. We need a certain amount of, uh, of leisure time in our lives. Mm -hmm. But there's a point where it's to the detriment of our spiritual life and our family's mm -hmm. well-being. Mm -hmm. And I love this. I, I feel like the scripture this weekend really spoke about that. I mean, he was talking about the rich man and he was too attached to his possessions. Yeah. Yeah. That's he what the Lord's saying. He's saying you, you can play, you can have fun, you can have things, but... If you're too attached to those things, then we got to ask these deeper questions, you know. And that's why I say the Holy Spirit has to be a part of this. Because everyone that's listening and everyone that's wanting to live in the kingdom of God and take the bull by the horns, if you will. Like St. Paul, you read St. Paul. He wasn't sitting back being like, well, let's buy into the Greek mindset, you know, or let's buy into the Roman mindset. Or let's. Paul took a whole new mindset into Greece and Rome. And that's yesterday's homily I talked all about the philosophy of life, the philosophy that Jesus teaches us as Catholics. We got to stop buying into or thinking we have nothing to bring to the table. It's not just the priest and the religious or the pope and the bishops that bring to the, to the forefront the mission of Christ. You all are called to go out and bring into your workplace the philosophy of life that Jesus introduced to us. And that basically is life's not about maximizing pleasure and minimizing suffering at all costs. Life is about serving and loving. In the short time we have on, on this earth, we'll reflect the end I have in mind. So the short time I have on earth will reflect the end I have in mind. If the end in mind is coming home and watching TV, then my whole life is going to reflect those that end. If my whole end is climbing and getting a, a, a lot more money than I am or, or, or making it much more successful than I am, then I, that's what my life's going to look like. Mm. And, and then we start to, you could see how the enemy just wants, he doesn't want you to become a saint. He doesn't want you, he wants you to think being a saint's for those people over there. That is the biggest bunch of garbage I've heard. <laughs> it's not about me being, you, you, you are hearing us. You are called to be a saint. 
And you need to let that challenge you. And what does that look like? Well, again, it goes back to these childlike traits. Are, how honest are you? You know, sometimes honesty costs you your reputation. Amen. And are you willing to go to bat for Jesus? I think a lot of people is like, oh, you, you go ahead, bat. You're up. You're a better hitter than me. Go ahead. It's like, you want to dive in. <laughs> I love that Jesus' philosophy of life. Attach yourself to that. We're talking with Father Michael Voidhofer and Nikki Schaefer about the, about the child and how we need to be like children to enter the kingdom of heaven. And before we went to break, we were talking a little bit about Jesus' philosophy of life and all of the things that can kind of um, try and counter that, try to get us, to keep us from becoming saints in the world, Father. Hello, Father. Yeah, yeah. There he is. Here I am. <laughs> no, that's right. You know, and, and, and the philosophy of Christ is basically you receive everything from the Father and you give it to, to the world. Mm. You bring his love into the world. Like in an sponge. empty cup, an empty cup or, yeah, a sponge, you can't give what you don't have. And then this is what our, why prayer is so important. It has to have, we have to put a priority on our prayer lives. And we all struggle with this because, you know, we don't like going into that silence and solitude and I would say the reason is, is we, we, we are afraid of to be vulnerable, afraid to be honest. We're afraid to be open. We're afraid. And it, that fear has to do with our image and understanding of who God the Father is. So don't let your image of God the Father, which always is in the need of some tweaking by Jesus. Jesus wants to correct our image of the Father. And if that image of the Father makes you a little uncomfortable, then that's good. You need to press into that with courage with the heart of christ and jesus will slowly give you that image of the father that's necessary so that you can let your cup be filled or or soak up the father's love so then when you do go out into the world you know you can ring it out in in your office space or throw it on people you know god's love and, and take that bull by the horn so again men and women do this differently you know and i think that's an important thing to mention you know as men and as women we we do do this differently you know and and this is something we're going to start moving into slowly and, and into next week even. But Nikki's going to speak a little about more about how women do this, you know, how these childlike traits, what do they look like in a woman? What do they look like in a man? And we talk some about it, you know, honesty, this vulnerability, this trust. But how does that come through, you know, as a man, masculinity or femininity? And it's important because sometimes, you know, I go to church, there's more women at church than men. And we got to ask why. <laughs> And I think that's often because, you know, well, women are one, their disposition, their, their embodiment is receptivity. Right. So they are receptive by, by their very own nature, even physically, they're receptive. So us as men, you know, receptive sounds like, well, Father, you want to, oh, you guys start receiving right now. It's like, okay, that's cool, but, you know, it's not really connecting with me as a man. You know, so I, and I think this is where we need to go. What does that mean to receive? You know, like receive, how about if I said, receive your battle instructions from the sergeant before you go out onto the, the, the field, you know, clean your weapons, get ready. Now that's different, you know, I, I like, like, let's just sit down, everyone just receive, you know, you gotta, you gotta look at it. You know, Christ is a warrior. He's a soldier. He is coming into this world so that he can give us our battle instructions so that we could go out with, you know, wield the sword of God, which is the word of God, and, and bring into the world, cut through the lethargy, cut through the, the, the apathy toward life, cut through the lies 
the dishonesty. You know, call people on the carpet sometimes. You know, you call them in love, but you say, listen, like for example, Muhammad yesterday, 70, you know, and that's a low number. We don't even know the chemical abortions number, but we know the surgical abortions, um, 55 million plus. Well, I add, say, 70 because there's probably a ton more abortions. Let's just say round number 70 million abortions. That is directly connected to our economy. Like, bring that into the light. Let to Educate. Again, we as Catholics bring the light of Christ into people's minds and hearts. In the People start talking about, you know, you know, we have to, you know, look at abortion and we got to kind of be, you know, we can't just force this. We got to be pro-choice. We got to, you know, you, you bring that into the light. Say, listen, <laughs> let's bring the full picture here. 70 million babies are 70 million less consumers of goods in this country. 70 million babies is 70, you know, how many less children that aren't in this world? How many less households aren't in this world? How many less employees or employers aren't in this world? That affects an economy. If I, if I had the ability to fire 70 million people in America today, tomorrow would be a terrible day on Wall Street. Mm. Yeah. And we don't ever think about this, but it's, this is truth. And you don't hear this ever talked about in the public arena. Well, you and I have to bring this into the conversation. We have to help people connect. And this, you know, men, we need to, again, get our orders from Christ. And how do we do that? Well, we sit down and we educate ourselves a bit on these issues. Mm. And we bring them to the table and we're saying, listen, this is, you're saying this, but there's also this other side. And again, that's that philosophy of life of Jesus. How everything in life connects. It's not just, abortion and then let's talk about the economy so you want to fragment everything and then it's easier to justify things but when you start making those connections and bringing reason you know faith and reason john paul ii's uh, fides et ratio you know bring faith and reason together this is a huge part of authentic evangelization and you might say well, how to, what's this have to all do with the child everything right you this has everything to do with being childlike because your children ultimately are bringing truth into the world. And truth bothers people. It bothers me. It bothers you. And I always say, if you aren't sometimes angry at the church's teaching or, or, or upset or feeling very challenged, then it's scary because you've probably made yourself God. Mm. If, you're not a, if you're not sometimes troubled or shook up a little by what the church teaches because you can't live it on your own power, no. then... You should be afraid in a sense that you've started to make yourself God. Like you determine what's right and wrong. You don't let the church tell you as a mother what you should or shouldn't be doing. You decide what you should or shouldn't do. And that's scary because that's what we call, you know, the, the original temptation of you can be like God. Meaning you don't need God to tell you what's right and wrong. And this is that relativism in our world today, which Christ comes directly against. This is the philosophy of life. Jesus brings obedience to the Father. The Father, through His Son, established a church and magisterium that gives us truth. We drink from the pure fountain, fountain of truth through the magisterium of the church who gives us the scriptures and who gives us our sacred tradition, who gives us faith and morals and all of these teachings of our church in such a beautiful way. <laughs> so, we are in an army. We are in a battle against the evil one, and the evil one wants to keep you basically as a sideline Catholic. 
and like, oh, they'll let them play on the field. It's time to get on your helmet, your pads. It's time to get up and get out on the field. Jesus is the coach, and he's like, hey, I want you to run this play. What are you going to do? Well, I don't want to get hit, Jesus. Well, we got to sometimes put in your mouthpiece and go. That's right. That's Gotta right. go over the middle. 728 now on the Spirit Catholic Radio Network. Father, really appreciate that. Nikki, thanks for being here. Father, if you could leave us with a prayer before we before we leave and get this week rolling and get everybody into the game, that would be wonderful. Father, we just ask that you send your power, your spirit upon us. Anoint us with the fire of Pentecost that we may go forth with the ball in our hands, with the truth, and we may run down the field, Lord, and run a touchdown for you this week and may give you glory and win souls for the kingdom and may Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 There you go. All right. go get them. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Nikki Schaefer, Father Michael Voidhoff, for being here. We're back. Matt Marr, 745 on the Spirit Catholic Radio Network.